that we'll uh, we'll just start uh, with the lesson and and uh, just see where it goes. I've I've just got a feeling that that God wants to God wants to move and and uh, and touch uh, us as individuals tonight. So so let's just kind of let's just kind of play it by ear and uh, just see what happens. Uh, I mentioned that something has really been uh, been with me since Sunday. Uh, as I talked about Jeremiah, and uh, and it it is the extreme faithfulness and truthfulness of God. God is not only faithful; He's truthful. In fact, I, I want to. Uh, the title of this lesson tonight is about trust, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna look into the into Psalms, just specifically Psalms tonight. Uh, look into several ones. But I just kind of wanted to remind you a little bit again about about Jeremiah. And, uh, you know, I I made mention that if you want to read somewhere, probably don't need to read Jeremiah. But that's not really the truth. I don't know why I said that. Please forgive me for saying that. Because uh, as as you begin to read, and, and, uh, you know, the Bible proclaims he's the weeping prophet. You know that that the tears in his eyes and for the for his people and and I am just it just astounds me over and over again the faithfulness of God to the people of Israel. Why why do we know that? Why is that there? For our examples, right? To to let us understand that God deals the same way with us. Is he dealt with them, and so so here it is. Remember, Israel had sinned over and over and over. Idols, false gods, rigged balances. You know when you went to the when you, when when you went to the market, man, it was you know they would they were, they were cheating each other, and uh, and very tickled about it, <coughs> and and. But the, the real kicker here is, is they had brought their own people into bondage. Fellow Jews were now in bondage. Fellow, fellow Jewish uh, brothers and sisters were now their servants and their slaves. And so when you, when you begin to look at that uh, and, and you see how that they were enslaving their own uh, fellow people. In fact, in, in one place, God was very upset with them, and, uh, and they decided that they, would, that they would give them liberty, and they, they gave them freedom, and uh, just a few chapters later, he's, he's at them again, but Jeremiah is, because they took back what they gave them freedom, and they enslaved them again. And so, <clears throat> you know, you name it, everything God had outlined they found a way to circumvent and then to justify what they were doing. They had a form of godliness. They still had priests and, and still did some of the sacrifices. And they made a show of, of following the law. Yet, with all that, God was so lenient. Over and over and over again, he was lenient. 
He told Jeremiah that if they would give themselves up to Nebuchadnezzar, he would not destroy the city. <clears throat> and uh, they refused for fear. Lack of trust in God. They didn't believe that God would take care of them. And, you know, some of that is, is we face that too. Why? Because when we sin and fall short of the glory of God, then we automatically say, God's not going to help me. That's not the truth, folks. That's not the way God operates. God is ever loving, ever kind, always reaching. And so, <clears throat> so uh, they refused. And they were, they were fearful. They didn't trust God. And so, so uh, Nebuchadnezzar came in and, and uh, man, he destroyed the city and all of that. Later, with only a remnant of them left, they called Jeremiah and says, Jeremiah, we need to talk to you. Now, tell us. Tell us what God's going to do. Tell us how God will, God will deal with us. Tell us the truth. And we will do whatever you say. Isn't, it, isn't this strange? And so Jeremiah met with them. And, uh, and, and he talked to them. And he said, well, give me a little time. And, and I, I believe the scripture says uh, a few days that later Jeremiah heard from the Lord and came. And, he, and God said this, if you will remain in Jerusalem, I'll protect you. I'll help you, and, uh, and, and you'll be okay. You know what they said? So-and-so, so-and-so has hired you to say that so that we would be destroyed. They just said they'd do whatever he said. And then they found excuses. Well, they left for Egypt, and Nebuchadnezzar came after Egypt. And, uh, and just, you know, once again, they refused. But I, I, want to, I want to ask us this question. I want us to, to look at this for, for just a moment. Why did they refuse? Twice. And, and there's really more than, than twice. Over and over, God sent the prophets. Over and over, God sent, sent somebody to, to uh, 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 tell them and, and to bring God's word to them. But why, why would they refuse God's pleading? It's all in one word. Trust. The lack of trust. They didn't trust his words. The same thing can happen to us. The worst thing that can happen to us is to lose trust in the Lord. It's not his fault. It's our fault. And, and part of the reason is, is because when we, when we do things that, that we know that we shouldn't, when we've, when we've uh, fallen, when we've uh, messed up, when we disobey God's word, there are consequences to that. And so we, you know, our inclination <clears throat> Maybe I'm just talking about myself, but I, I don't think I am. Our inclination is to fight the consequences. Amen? 
to fight the consequences instead of responding to the call and the pleading of the voice of the Lord. Instead of going a different direction, instead of repenting, turning around, going a different direction, often we fight the consequences. You know, it's always somebody else's fault. There's always a reason why. There's, and it's, it's never my own. My Lord, look what that guy did to me. Look how he cut me off. <clears throat> now, I'm going <clears throat> to uh, reference Brother Larson and his wonderful pastor, Brother Harold Hoffman. I was teaching some time back and talking about, about uh, being kind on the road and, and being ever mindful of, of the road. <laughs> and, and <clears throat> you know, sometimes I just have to force myself to behave. You know, <clears throat> uh, a lot of the times when my wife is there, she can sense my frustration. And, uh, and sometimes, you know, there are words that are said, not ugly words, bad words. Get out of my way. What are you doing? Come on, move it. Y'all ever do anything like that? But anyway, Brother, Brother Larson said that Brother Harold Hoffman was preaching. And he said, if the Lord comes while he's going, while he's driving, he ain't going. <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was really, really something. <clears throat> so so we, all, we all have these inclinations. We all have these shortcomings. But to go a different direction, to to let the Lord touch our heart. The key issue here is to trust. Now, it's never an issue. It's never a problem when, when we're doing good, right? You know, there's, there's never an issue of, of trusting God when, when we're doing okay and we're doing what we're supposed to do. It, you, know, <clears throat> it's, you know, it's usually then we have no problem. We lose trust when we mess up. We lose trust when it's our problem, our difficulty. And the best way I know how to rebuild my trust, your trust, in God is through the Word. The Psalms outlines trust in God. Uh, they take us through the songs of victory. And uh, they take us through the pleadings for help and answer. The Psalms outlines praise and worship. But most of all, the Psalms instills trust in our hearts and in our lives. The Psalms, well, the Word of God builds our faith. You know, it's, it's, so, it's so crazy, but, but the Word of God the Word of God works even when we don't know it's working. As we begin to read the Word of God, there's strength that comes. You, you might not even know it. As you begin to look through the Word of God and begin to read those words, sometimes they, they, 
They may be the dullest, most boring words that you've ever seen. You may be almost going to sleep. But you don't realize it, but something is happening to you. You're thinking a little bit different. There's something that's taking place because, because why? We've mentioned this many times. The word is quick, alive. That's what quick means. The word is alive and powerful. And the word, the word is, is something that is, is so powerful in our life. And, it, and it's so alive in our life that it can speak to us things. And when we begin to look at the Psalms, when we begin to read the Psalms, our, our trust in the Lord begins to raise to another level. We begin to, to understand that, that uh, as we begin to read the words of praise and worship, that, that something changes for us. When we are reminded of who He is, our trust in Him is reaffirmed when we're reminded of who He is. Every one of us in this place knows who He is. We know He's, he's a great God. He's powerful. He's wonderful. But then you begin to read the Word of God, and suddenly there is something that, that begins to build in our lives. Okay, let's, let's, let's start it out. I've, I've talked to you a lot. Uh, in fact, almost 18 minutes. But let's, let's begin to look at the Word. Psalms 22 and verse number 3. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. You are holy that, that lives in the praises of Israel. When Israel begins to praise, God dwells there. He inhabits the praise. He lives where people are praising Him. And so, <clears throat> so it, it gives us, it gives us a, an insight on something that, that, but thou art holy. So God is holy. We, we understand God is holy, and, uh, and holy means sacred. There is the Holy One, the Holy One. You are holy, O sacred Lord. Now, how do you, how do you get a handle on that? You know, sometimes we, our, our minds can't comprehend some of the things that, that, that we, uh, we say, some of the words that, that we speak, we, we can't comprehend. We sing the song, How Great Is Our God. And we sing it, and it's, it's, sometimes it's just words. But if we could really comprehend, look, no faults. No inconsistencies. No weaknesses whatsoever. Ever. You know, I don't think we can even begin to understand that word as it pertains to God, sacred, holy. Amen. God, you've never made a mistake. God, you've never had a fault. Psalms chapter 8, verse number 1. Oh, this is cool. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Y'all remember the song that we sing? 
How excellent. How excellent. I could almost sing it, but I'm afraid that Brother Jeff would <clears throat> want me to lead the praise team or something, and I don't really want to do that right now. Excellent. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. Verse 3, when I consider the heavens, actually the work of thy fingers, the moon, the stars, and which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visiteth him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Verse 6, thou madest him to have dominion, over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the sea. And then he finishes it up again. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Excellent, excellent. How excellent is thy name. Do we really comprehend this? How excellent is your name, O Lord? Well, according to Strong's, that word excellent means wide, large, powerful, glorious, mighty, and on and on and on and on and on. Abundantly clear. He alone made the heavens and the earth. He alone made it. He created the earth and everything in it. He made us and knows everything about all of us. The psalmist closes the psalm once again with this, how excellent is your name in all the earth. How excellent. Psalms 5, verse number 11. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. You can rejoice when you trust God. Those that love his name are joyful. What is that name? Come on, what is that name? What is that name? Jesus. What does that name declare to us? Declares salvation, declares help, declares hope. Testimony after testimony, I have heard from you folks down through the, the years about how good the Lord has been to you, how that Jesus has come through, how that you prayed and Jesus answered you. Jesus, the most wonderful name. Jesus, that Excellent name. But then we understand that God defends us. God fights for us. I don't know that you, you realize that, but God defends us day by day. God defends us. God defends you. In fact, I, I mentioned this and and uh, years ago, I learned this going through a tremendous test. And, uh, <clears throat> and so I, I 
the Lord instructed me. He said, don't try to defend yourself. I learned this. You always look guilty when you try to defend yourself. But when the Lord defends you, it's different. Amen. And so as we, as we look at this, Psalms 27, verse 1 through 6, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp, encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. Verse 4, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Verse 5, for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Wow. We should rejoice for the Lord is light. He is the light of our salvation. When we come to the Lord, the darkness is removed. The Lord is the, is the light of our life. He illuminates everything. You know, when you walk with the Lord, uh, tremendous things begin to happen because He illuminates some things that you need to see. He brings light on it. You know, and you just, you just begin to think, how many times have you just felt a check on something? Something you were going to do, something you were going to take your kids to, something that was, that was involved somewhere or another in your life, and, and you, just, you just felt, why? Because the light shined. And the Holy Ghost spoke and said, mm -mm, no, that, that may be a danger. I'm not talking about sin. I'm not talking about doing something wrong. Just, just, just. When, when God begins to put a check, when God begins to, to show a light that, that He's leading you, He's guiding you, He's directing your life. It's Jesus, the light of your life. It's Jesus that brings that hope. We should rejoice <clears throat> because the Lord is our light. He also is our strength. And I, as I mentioned earlier, in, in the lesson, that as we begin to read the Word of God, that strength begins to, begins to build in our, in our lives. And how often He protects us. He guards us. He guides us. Many, many times we're not even aware of it. We don't even know that His protecting hand is there. We're not even aware that something drastic was about to happen. But God was there. I'm just reminded just for a moment. Wow, what could have happened at Siloam Springs? Sunday night. Was it Sunday night? There, it, it's, some of our people have had damage. Some of our people have lost. But you know what? God protected. The hand of the Lord was, was on us. The presence of the Lord. I, 
I, I think I told you about uh, uh, years ago, my, and uh, I don't remember what year it was, but there was a, a major tornado in, uh, in the little town that I was from, Pierce City, Missouri. And it went down Main Street and just kind of wiped Main Street pretty well clean. And uh, my mother lived one block off of Main Street. And it, <clears throat> it came down her block and it stopped right at her house. Went to the side of it, went in front of it, but it stopped at her house. And uh, she was close to 90-something, couldn't move around very well. Wasn't able to get anywhere. It came very, very quickly. Uh, my sister and her husband was uh, somewhere off, and, and uh, they were trying. They, I think they were at church, and they were trying to get back. And uh, and when they got back to uh, when they got back to the to the area, they couldn't even uh, get into town. They had to park quite a ways off and walk in to check and see if my mother was okay. And uh, she was in the closet, and. Uh, you know, got herself in a in a little hall closet. Man, the vacuum was there. The brooms were there. I don't know how in the world she got herself in there. But uh, but it was it was just amazing. It was just like it stopped there and kind of went around. And 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 the the crazy thing was was that uh, there was a little old uh, restaurant. Just they'd made it into a restaurant down, kind of on on Main Street. Not not probably. 50 yards from her house, maybe a little bit more, maybe, no, not even that much. And uh, it was on the corner. <clears throat> and the amazing thing was that, that, that it, it stripped the place clean, except the tables. Tables were still standing and the salt shakers were on it. Now, isn't that crazy, the things that happen? But God protects. You know, <clears throat> you know it's just, it's, it's kind of like you're thinking, Surely somebody went in there and did that. Just to, <laughs> evidently not. You know, things that's the storm is a is a crazy thing. But God protects us in those times. There is no need to fear. We must love His tabernacles, and and we must love His His divine presence. He hides us. He elevates us in His love. Psalm thirty three, verse number eighteen. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. Verse number 19, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. <clears throat> Never fear. God is, is watching, not just to correct the wrongs, not just watching us to make sure and, and detail if we've messed up. You know, some people think that God is, is watching and, and, you know, just wanting to thump somebody. You know, it kind of reminds me of, of, of the uh, uh, pictures you see of, of churches in the 1700s where the ushers had that big old long pole with the ball on the end of it. And they, they walked around. If anybody fell asleep, boing. <clears throat> Maybe I need that. Maybe I just get that. <clears throat> Never forget, um, we were going to a church in Neosho, Missouri, and uh, uh, the pastor was was preaching, preaching away, and he he looked up there and <clears throat> and he and he he saw a guy on the back row, 
and he is, he is all sprawled out. And uh, <clears throat> he was sound asleep. And so he said, uh, there was a guy sitting in front of him. He said, Brother so-and-so, uh, reach over there and wake up Brother whatever his name was. And the guy spoke up and he said, no, sir, you put him to sleep, you wake him up. <laughs> you, know, you know, churches are kind of a funny thing sometimes. A lot of things happen in churches. But, but understand, God is, God is watching everything. But it's not just watching to, to make sure that you've not dotted every I and crossed every T, but he's watching to, to correct wrongs done to you. He's watching to, to help you. He's, uh, he's also for your welfare. God is watching out for you. He's looking out for you. But also remember what the, what the, the Lord is. The Lord is our provider. He provides for us. It never ceases to amaze me when you get talking about provision. It, it, I'm just amazed that here the children of Israel, they refused the Lord. They turned back. They wanted to go back to Egypt. They refused to follow the Lord. They refused to go into the promised land. God had something tremendous for them. God was, was fighting for them. He, would, he had just brought them through one thing after another, through the Red Sea. He had protected them from Pharaoh's army. He had, he had wonderfully uh, uh, protected them and, and helped them. And, and you know, can, can you just for a moment fathom? He had, he had walked them through a, a sea. He had, he had rolled back the, the waters, and they walked on dry ground through the Red Sea. <clears throat> But yet, they didn't trust him. They refused to believe in him. Somehow, some way, they let their feelings get in the way or let somebody with a mob mentality take over. I, I don't know exactly what it was, but, but they turned from following the Lord and the Lord was very angry with them. And you know what? He still... Provided the manna every day. Their shoes never wore out. Their clothes never wore out. Brother Larson, did you have something to share? Yeah. <laughs> God is God is awesome, isn't he? In spite of all of that, he was ever reaching, ever loving. Do you think God does not love you? Come on. God knows where you're at. God knows all about you. God loves you. Sure, at times we've done wrong. We've made false steps, but God has always been Reaching, loving, reaching for us. So never fear. <clears throat> In Psalms 34 and verse number 19, it says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. 
We go through test after test. But God delivers us in the test. We face things. And, and how often is it that you, you faced a test and, and it seems like you just get through that and bam, there's something else. One thing after another. But when you, when you begin to understand that, that our hope is in Jesus Christ, our promise is another world, it's going to be unbelievable, folks. Not like anything that you've ever even imagined. The Word of God says the things that God has prepared for them that love Him. God is preparing something special, something wonderful for us. Psalms 42, verse number 1. <clears throat> it says, As the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Here's, I, I, from, here's what I get from this. As David said this, and I, I'm sure that David could could know, but because you know, in the in in the time that he was away from from Bethlehem, they were in the battle, and he said, "Oh, I'd I'd give anything if I could drink from the well of Bethlehem." Man, this water here just doesn't taste right. I'd give any, and I don't think it was just the well in Bethlehem, but I think it was be back home, to be safe, and, and to be where you could just get that cold drink of water. And, uh, <clears throat> and so he, had a, he, he knew what he was talking about. And so I think, that, I think, that, I think this, from, this is what I received from this. We, it's, it's my responsibility, your responsibility to program ourselves not only to praise and worship the Lord, but to love the Lord Jesus with everything in our power. To love the Lord Jesus, not only through His works, but through His name. To love that name. How I love the name of Jesus. We used to sing, take the name of Jesus with you. Let it, let it go with you always. That, the song, take a, the name of Jesus with you. <clears throat> and so, so it's, it's our responsibility to program ourselves to worship the Lord. It's our responsibility to, to make sure that we're worshiping the Lord the way we need to. Psalms 46, 1 through 5. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. Take a praise break. There is a river, the streams where shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High God. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. You know, we say he's an on-time God. Amen. God is our refuge. What really does that mean? According to Strong's, that means shelter. God is our shelter. God is, 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 the sh is our shade. God uh, uh, keeps, keeps the things away from us. He is our strength. 
So what is our focus? We must trust in the Lord. Don't fear what's going on around you. Trust in the Lord. Put your trust in Him. And I, I, don't, think it's, I don't think it's enough just to, just to trust in the Lord. I mean, you know, however you do that in your mind or whatever. I think sometimes you need to say it. Lord, I trust you. I have confidence in you. You are my God and my salvation. You are my strength. You are my tower. And begin to, begin to say those things. Begin to, to speak those things. I, I think it's very important that, uh, that, that we do that and that we let the Lord know that, that He is our trust and our hope. Psalms 55 and verse number 7. It says, Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud and He shall hear my voice. I think this screams to us the importance of prayer, worship, and praise in our life. The value of prayer, the value of praise and worship. The value of giving our, our heart and soul in praise and worship. Psalm 65, verse number 1. Praise waiteth for thee, O God, in Zion. And unto thee shall the vow be performed. Okay, what, what is this speaking to me? I, I believe it's speaking to my heart is saying let praise lead the way. Let praise lead the way. Well, what do you mean by let praise lead the way? Let praise always go first. The first thing is praise unto God. Praise in advance. I'm having some struggles. I'm going through some, some, some tests. I'm facing some trials. Have you let praise lead the way? When praise goes for, first, when you begin to praise the Lord and thank the Lord in advance, what a tremendous, tremendous thing it is when you can say, you know, I praise the Lord for this. You know, I, I told the Lord, and then the Lord comes through. Psalms 84 and verse number 10. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. This is attributed to David. It is believed that, that David, as he went in day after day, he met a doorkeeper. And as he, as he watched this doorkeeper and his walk with God, his extreme uh, reverence toward God and the house of God, David wrote these words, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God. And it just so happens that, that this guy, he had a son. And David chose him to lead much of his praise and worship. In fact, you can read it. I think there's, I think there's 10 or 12 separate psalms attributed to As Asaph. 
he wrote he wrote these psalms many of uh the ones that there's there's 10 or 12 of them and that uh, he wrote them for David there were there were songs to be to be sung and uh, tremendous insight tremendous understanding that that you see but his David's relationship with this doorkeeper forever changed his life perhaps Asaph was there by his dad, standing by him when David... I, I don't know the situation. I don't know the story. But, uh, but Asaph was one of the, one of the most, most powerful leaders in worship and in praise. And when, when he was leading worship in Israel, things were different. When he was leading praise in Israel, the Lord God Almighty came through. Psalms 89, verse number 1. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shalt thou establish in the very heavens. Okay, part of trust, part of our, our ability to trust in God is to thank God for his mercy. To be appreciative for the mercy of God. To be thankful for God. You know, one of, the, one of the downfalls of our generation, one of the problems of the age that we're living in is people are not thankful. Not thankful at all. And so when we begin to understand that that kind of laps over in, into this and we get into a mindset, but let us be as the people of God. Let us be forever thankful for God's mercy. Let us be thankful for God's presence in our life. Let us be thankful for God's hand of help and hope in our life. Because when we're thankful, it builds trust in our heart for the Lord. We've got to trust the Lord. Amen. We've got to trust the Lord. It, it's a must that we must trust the Lord. Psalms 91, verse number 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I was thinking as I had on my iPad and I was watching the storm on Sunday night, listening to, uh, to the different uh, uh, announcers and as, as they were declaring, and, and over and over, I don't remember who it was, but one of them that I, I switched to, <clears throat> you know, I, I like a variety. I switched two or three ways just in case somebody's got a different take. And so <clears throat> I, Mark was sitting there in the chair beside me, Sister McBride, I'm sorry. Uh, I call her Margaret. I'm, you know, just, just been a habit for years. And so she was sitting beside me. Uh, I was in my, in my easy chair all kicked back and she'd, put that office chair up beside me. We were, we were watching that on that iPad together. And, uh, and he said, uh, okay, if you're living here, you need to get in your safe place. The psalmist said, find a hiding place. Find a safe place. Where is that safe place? In the presence of the Lord. In Jesus Christ, 
I've anchored my soul. Oh, hallelujah. I've anchored my soul in Jesus. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. His hope, His every ability is wrapped up in my ability to trust Him. God, I trust You. You are my hiding place from the storm. I've got several other scriptures, but I I just feel this is the time to stop and to break. <clears throat> Why don't we just, it, it seems it's easier when we, when we lift up our hands and we worship God, but, but if you're going through a trial, if you're facing difficulty in life, you're in a safe place. You're in a special place tonight. So why don't, why don't we just stand together? And it, I, I'd like to ask, if you, if, if, if you feel and, and that, uh, why, why don't you just step across to someone and, and just encourage them in the Lord and, and begin to pray with them because you, you don't know every situation. You don't know everything that's going on, everything that's happening all around you. You're unaware of different things. But God knows, and God's here. His presence is right here in this place. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Could just find somebody and begin to call.